welcome to another episode of Joining the Dots. So this week, I am joined by Dale Pollitt, Director and Co-Owner of Ryan's Accountants. So Ryan's has been established for well over 100 years in Bolton, Greater Manchester, but it has seen some drastic and exciting changes over the last 10 years or so. So they've doubled in employee size, they've had a change in ownership, um, as well as investing in their marketing and company branding, which has really just took them from strength to strength. So Dale, he is AAT, ACA and CTA qualified, becoming partner through a 50-50 management buyout at Ryan's all by the age of age 26. Um, so he's in his early 30s now. So he's been partner for coming up to about five years. In this episode, we discuss his amazing success um, that he's had at such a young age, the challenges of becoming partner in his mid to late 20s, um, the benefits and challenges of, of doing the CTA, um, in addition to the AAT and the ACA, and his advice for other young accountants and entrepreneurs who are striving for a similar career path. So I hope you really enjoy it. Dale is a really interesting guest of mine quite different to everybody else I suppose that I've interviewed slightly and um, reason being he's just got an extremely commercial entrepreneurial mind with him and his business partner Martin who who co-own Ryan's together so it's a really interesting episode for anybody morning Dale how are you morning Sophia I'm not bad at all how are you Yes, not too bad, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on um, another episode of our Joining the Dots um, Accountancy Career Podcast. Now, I've been super excited to get you on because um, obviously, you, you know, you're co-owner and director of Ryan's Accountants in Bolton, um, but you're also very entrepreneurial in the area and in the market. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. Now, You've obviously you're what are you 32 at the moment? I'm 30, I'll be 31 in about 12 days, actually. So it's my birthday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what a time for the birthday for an accountant, right near the tax return deadline. So it's uh also boring one, I must admit. Oh no, oh that's a shame. Well, obviously, so you're nearly 31 years old, you know, you're at You've done so, so well for yourself. You know, you should be really proud and it's it's re really something to admire. Tell us a little bit about your career to date then, because obviously you've not just woken up one morning and you've just become an owner of this, you know, medium-sized accountancy practice in Bolton. Tell us a little bit about your career. How, how have you got here? Absolutely. So firstly, thank you for having me. Um, uh, my career to date, wow, what an interesting, what an interesting question. I suppose... One of the overarching things I would have to say and admit to is I absolutely fell into this industry at the age yeah. of 17 years, years old. I dropped out of college. Um, I was at Winstanley College at the time doing A-levels. Um, dropped out there. I didn't really know what to do with myself. Okay, Spotted an apprenticeship at a firm over in Wigan, um, which I applied for and subsequently got. It was the first ever job I'd applied for and um, got in there straight away. Completed my apprenticeship there um, and kind of just cut my teeth as a general accountant. So that was the AAT qualification I would have completed over there. And then as I began to edge towards the end of the AAT and start to consider doing chartered accounting exams, I just felt I needed that little bit more exposure to slightly bigger clients. Yeah. Um, so I took the, took the um, decision to move um, and joined a firm over in Bolton. Um, and then I subsequently moved quite quickly then to Ryan's. Um, my now business partner, 
Martin Smith actually approached me to look, there's a bit of an opportunity at Ryan's in, in the future or potential opportunity as his business partner wanted to retire at some point in the future. Um, come and join us and let's see what happens. So I joined Ryan's maybe nine, 10 years ago now. Yeah. Um, I started my ACA there and subsequently finished that got qualified in, I think 2014 or 15 I can't remember now I should really know the date a little bit better um, and then decided to do my CTA chartered tax advice for exams just after that mm. sucker for punishment but I must admit it was Martin who pushed me a little bit into doing that been fantastic for my career so I've got to really thank yeah. him in the long run why did then, you decide to do the CTA as well because not everybody has to or wants to or needs to what was the driving behind that I think um always been a bit of a nerd he's the most he's the <laughs> answer to that Sophia so quite like tax I was quite interested yeah. in tax um, but I saw the benefit that it had with clients very early on um, clients were always very interested in tax savings and wanted to know a little bit more and being quite selfish as well I wanted to elevate myself above competition all right okay. yeah um, and I think that helped massively. Um, not a lot of people have got both the qualifications together. So that was definitely a driving factor in the decision. Yeah. No, that's really interesting you say that because, you know, not everybody has both of them. But I do know a few directors kind of dotted around Lancashire, dotted around the Northwest that have both. So I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, you don't have to have both to be a director, as you know. But I feel like it goes hand in hand. The ones that have got that drive to do both those qualifications somehow miraculously maybe almost become director so it just shows if they're quite studious then you know it, it, that'll come through in their their work life as well um, absolutely absolutely i agree with that and i think just to add to that what what it did do is it actually rounded off the knowledge so it gave an almost holistic view of business so rather than coming just from an account side, which you do do some tax in, in ACA, um, it gave you the rounded knowledge and ability to advise on all areas, um, which really helps in, in our industry. Yeah. So 2013, you know, you only just moved to your second practice. Martin is approaching you. Mm -hmm. Had he heard about, did, was it a recommendation or something like that? Had someone else recommended you to Martin? We'd met very, very, very fleetingly. We played, interestingly enough, on a five-a-side football team for right. one game, but Martin broke his ankle in that first game, so I never saw him again after that. Um, but my original boss at the first firm and Martin trained together at a firm in Wigan um, called McGinty DMAC, which was um, quite a well-known firm at the time. Um, so they knew of each other. So when Martin was looking around for a successor to his then-business partner, he actually went off and spoke to Martin, my original boss. They're all called Martin, so oh, I don't right. know. <laughs> Very confusing. Um, and he recommended I got, he went and spoke to me. Um, that subsequently happened. We had a bit of a lunch together, and he outlined there was an opportunity, um, but certainly nothing on the table. Yeah. Um, I had to come in and, and prove myself at that point. Um, yeah. And five years down the line, Clive decided to retire, and I, I purchased half of his, his, his stake in Ryan's. Brilliant. So he must have seen something in you then. In 2013, you're only, what, like early, early 20s. Absolutely. So, so young. You weren't even ACA qualified at that point. So it's kind of like, God, I, he must have seen something in you. And we'll talk about that in a minute, like what you think he saw in you or what you think is really important. So 
you joined Ryan's 2013, five years on the dot, you just said, um, there's a management buyout. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that then. So was there a bit of a handover period with, with Clive? It was about maybe, I'd always worked closely with the directors. As I was continuing to grow through Ryan's, I'd taken on um, sole responsibility of certain clients. So I'd almost got my own portfolio within Ryan's. Um, and then we had maybe a six month proper handover period, I would call it, um, where we was in meetings together with clients, there was a formal Ooh. introduction, et cetera, and clients were introduced to me. Um, and then in the January, um, I then took over completely, which was a very daunting day, I must have yeah. I recall it very well. I came back from a Christmas break and I was just suddenly in a big office on my own. Quite, quite intimidated, I must say, <laughs> relatively intimidated. <laughs> I was always used to having lots of colleagues around me, etc., and it was just a completely different environment. So, did when you let's just go back a little bit as well to 2013 when you first joined, then did you feel like you really had to prove yourself over that five years? To how did that feel that that period? Because you, you will have known it was coming. Mm. As, you, as every year went by, you'd have known it was coming. How, how did that feel? Um, I went through a massive confidence crisis, I must admit, when I joined oh. Ryan. Um, they were doing things slightly differently to what I'd been exposed to previously at different firms. They were much more advisory than I, I would, I'd ever experienced before. Um, and I probably said they were way ahead of the curve. Mm. Um, what they were doing. And they set up this amazing platform and systems in the background which I could see. So fast forward maybe six months from the confidence crisis starting to ease Aww. as Mark put his arm around my shoulder. <laughs> and I could kind of see where the pathway was and the areas I needed to improve. And I knew I had a lot to improve on at that point. Um, I've been really lucky in my career in all honesty, Sophia, to have really yeah. solid colleagues alongside me. And especially Martin, who's, who really took me under his wing because he's right-hand man, so to speak, for a number of years. Yeah. Um, he had a monumental impact on my personal growth and he really guided me um, on that journey. So I felt so fortunate for his, for his advice over those years. Yeah, brilliant. And I mean, do you, was there nobody else in the business at that point that had, that he could kind of see? It's just quite an interesting one to obviously bring someone so young and so fresh into it. Um, just trying to get a bit of a picture of that then. Was there nobody else that he, he wanted to lean on? The, the composition of the firm looked completely different back then, is the honest answer. Um, it was quite a flat structure, um, and they had an incredible length of service. Of oh, I see. <laughs> so they had grown very, very quickly. Um, so there was two partners, and then it was very flat structure beneath that. Um, but we, they had an aging workforce. Yeah. Um, who had been here forever and a day. It was incredible. So some of the, some of the employees actually did 40 years service here which I just found amazing. Um, uh, 25, we had a 35, incredible. Um, now, because they've been here for such a long time, they were they were past the point in their career yeah. where they seriously considered um, getting to the top. They were happy in their own roles. So there was nobody else really pushing on in the firm. And I think there was maybe nine of us when I joined. Yeah. Um, so we've been fortunate enough to grow that to 20 plus now. Um, and let's hope that continues. Yeah. Is anyone still there from when you when you joined? Is anyone still there? Have they have they fled the nest? Yeah. Retired? No, absolutely. We had quite a few retirements, which we knew was a um, a business risk, but also an opportunity at the same time. 
Um, so we always try and see the silver lining in everything. Recruitment mm. is hard in our industry, as I'm sure you're very aware oh, yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we saw an opportunity when, as and when people retired, to upskill in each department and mm. start to structure the organisation to, to actually allow the growth that we wanted. Okay, so that happened quite well. Um, so yeah, it was a. Uh, I think there are maybe five people still here. Okay. Um, the rest, the rest have retired. Yeah. Um, but ones who are still here, such wood, uh, are quite comfortable and and, oh. and are well ingrained within the firm. Oh, brilliant! So those early days, then you know you've become director. It's, you know it's around your birthday. You've been there five years. What were those early days like? Was there any challenges? How how did it go once Clive goes and it's you? How does that go? I must admit, um, very daunting. Mm. <laughs> Anxiety-inducing are probably the best words I can use to describe it. It was just such an interesting period in my career. It felt like a, the biggest step up I've made so far. Um, felt bigger than getting qualified, bigger than agreeing to do mm. chartered exams. It was crazy. Um I was 26 years old when I officially made partner. Yeah. I was walking into meetings with people who had been running the business for maybe 25 years, mm. um, multi-million pound turnover businesses. And I think what I really struggled with at first was what their perception of me would be. Um, yeah. And I was very young. Um, I think what I was very fortunate with, again, is I had a huge support network around me at Ryan's. Um, I had some amazing colleagues. Yeah. Um, once I got into the swing of things in a couple of meetings and realised, actually, I, I might know a little bit here, um, the confidence then began yeah. to grow. So um, it's certainly a bit of a, a baptism of fire at first, but yeah. confidence grew very, very quickly. And I'd say within 12 months or so, I was extremely comfortable in the role. So obviously you had a really great support network at work. Your colleagues are amazing. Martin sounds great. And we'll talk about him in a minute. What about like at home, like family, friends? Did you have the support there? What did they all think when, when this, this is happening for you? Absolutely. So I um, um, just give you a bit of a back history. I'm, I grew up on a council estate with um, a very, a very modest family and very modest background. Um, none of us went to university and my initial surroundings I wasn't really I didn't really know this was a career option is the honest answer I hadn't yeah. really ever thought I could get to this elevated level in my career um so my parents were extremely supportive and extremely happy still are my yeah. mum still embarrasses me to this day being so <laughs> being so proud of me I do have to keep her quiet sometimes <laughs> Um, I've got a very long-term partner, Tess, who has been there since day one, pretty much. So we've been together since I was 20. So getting on to 11 years now. Yeah. Um, I must admit she's been probably the most understanding person ever because there have been some very long hours, some extremely long days and a huge commitment. Within yeah. Us. And I've got a great network of friends. In fact, a lot of them are actually clients here now at Ryan's. They've done their own businesses too. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, I had... I was just lucky. I think yeah. genuinely very, very lucky to have such an um, such a surrounding that actually helped me in my career. So Tess, then she's seen you go through your AAT, AC, ACA, your CTA, get these new jobs. All that she's she's seen it all. Really, God, she's had to put up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she has definitely. She uh, there's been some tears, tantrums, oh. and uh, 
a few tip quibbles along the way, but yeah, she's um, she's she's been solid and absolutely rock yeah. on my side. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, so you mentioned then that's quite interesting. You said some of your friends are clients, so you must have some quite what entrepreneurial type of friends as well. I actually, um, it was a, it was a conscious decision in my life, and it was one of the times in your life where you come to a bit of a crossroads. So when I was 17 and just starting my career in accountancy, I realized my current friendship group in the area that I grew up in yeah. was probably holding me back a little bit. Um, okay, yeah. and, and I just began to, it's about the time you just went out drinking with your friends. You know, I was getting 17, 18, getting ready to go out drinking and I was meeting new people and I just found they were more aligned to my my view on life mm. my goals and surrounding myself with people who were on the same journey as me um so yeah. Tess actually commented about this interestingly enough said I've never seen a group of friends who are so similar and and also successful in in different ways in different industries yeah 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 because I've you know Phoebe our director here she's got some quite entrepreneurial friends you know one has her own like nutrition and kind of like personal training business and someone else has like a a travel business obviously she's got a recruitment business her dad and a sister are in like the van and um Volkswagen van and camping world so she surrounds herself with quite a lot of entrepreneurs me personally I I'm not really and I don't think I'll ever I, I can put my hands up and say I don't think I would ever be that I don't think I'll ever be that number one person. It's just not me. I'm a very good number two. I love being a number two. That's my thing. And I've been a PA in the past and, you know, that kind of role. Um, and I'd like to think I, you know, I support Phoebe really well as well. So, but yeah, I can just, you know, I can just, I can see that. So you didn't know you were always gonna, when you, when you embarking on that AAT apprenticeship at 17, you didn't know you were going to be at the top of an accountancy practice then I'm, I'm assuming. No, absolutely not. I mean, uh, like I said, I fell into the industry and yeah. there's such a long way to go and it is a long journey in accountancy. And I think that does dissuade some people, unfortunately. Yeah. Some really good talent leaves the industry because it's such a, such a long slog to get to a, a senior position in accountancy. Yeah. You're looking at, if you come through an apprenticeship route, you're looking at probably minimum six years yeah. to get your apprenticeship and then your chartered accountancy exams finished. Yeah. Um, so it only became a really serious career for me once I'd finished my AAT. You are then in this uh, this middle ground, whether you go on and do charters or you don't, because a lot of people decide not to, which is absolutely fine, and become QBE, qualified by experience. Yeah. Um, I decided I was going to take the step and I knew what was involved and the huge commitment that was. And my own thought process then at that time was, I need to make this work for me long-term. So then my goals started to change and my aspirations change with the amount of commitment I was putting into my career. That's yeah. when it really became serious. I'd say about the age of 20, yeah. I started to think, okay, right, no, I want to be a partner. I know what my, my yeah. goals are, which is probably still quite early in, in, in a career. Yeah. No, it's good though. <laughs> so why not... Um... I've got two questions here for you now, actually, off the back of what you just said. Why not do the ACCA? Why the ACA? I'd be really keen to find out your thoughts on that, you know, for people that are listening. Um, yeah, why the ACA? I actually started on ACCA, oh, interestingly interesting. I did. I started on ACCA and I transferred over to ACA. Um, yeah. The only real reason was my boss at the time, who was in the middle firm, um, 
he just advised me, he said, if you're going to stay in practice and you're committed now to practice, he considered ACA was slightly more attuned to practice, which I think it is very slightly, I must yeah. admit. ACCA is somewhere in between and probably has a bit more industry, yeah. um, technical side of industry exams in there. Uh, they're very similar. I must admit yeah. these days, I think they're gone are the days where people consider ACA to be superior to ACCA. It may have even flipped on its head, who knows? Um, but I was pretty relaxed about which one I did as long yeah, as I got okay. the charters. Uh, the interesting thing that I always say about the charters are it's largely irrelevant. As long as you get through those exams, yeah. you take enough knowledge away that for the industry that you want to operate in, it just opens doors for you. That's yeah. all it really does. Um, the, the real hard work is done day to day on your job. Yeah, of course. So my other question is, when you were thinking seriously about it after your AAT, did you ever think about setting up on your own, like your own little thing, start as one man band? Because sure, that must have surely crossed your mind. That was always my goal. Yeah. That was oh, was it? My goal, yeah. Funny you should mention, because from being 19, 20, I always said to everybody who was close to me, I want to set up my own firm. Mm. Um, I'd never, that was mainly because I, I hadn't really been at a firm where I felt I felt really passionately about it. Yeah. And the more, from the moment I joined Ryan's, I could see how well the firm had been set up. The systems that had been set up in the crack room, was, they just blew my mind is the honest yeah. answer. And the way the firm operated, it was such a slick, well-oiled machine. I could see there was a platform there. Now, I would say that probably wouldn't have been one of my skill sets to set that up in such a way. They would have yeah. done it miles better than I could have, ever could have. Yeah. But so I saw this platform and I knew my skill set was more attuned yeah. to being client-facing, signing up new clients and growing a business. Yeah. Um, so I just used that platform as almost yeah. a springboard at Ryan's. Yeah. So my, 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 actual, my actual opinion on it changed very quickly once yeah. I joined Ryan's. And I, I then made a commitment to Martin as well that yeah. I would stayed uh and hopefully one day be his business partner which it all came to fruition yeah. which is great. <laughs> yeah it does sound like joining ryan's and, and doing it this way is more definitely attuned to you um and obviously not to not to like do it any injustice but save all the faffing of like setting up on your own if you're not strong in those areas and you're stronger in other areas i can see that um so martin then let's talk a little bit about martin so he's your business partner what's like his story and his path like was he quite young because you know he must have been in his 30s maybe when he when he first saw that potential in you when you were in your early 20s was he quite young when he became partner there and, and things like that well martin went through almost an identical career path to mine right. it's really interesting so he did an apprenticeship uh, he did his aat he then did acta he's okay. since done the pathway to membership to aca so he's got both yeah. um and then he made partner very young as well. So he was maybe 26, 27 also when he made partner. Hi. That gave me so much reassurance when I joined Ryan's that there was somebody there who had been through this process. Because I remember having the initial chats and, and the conversations with Martin about potentially becoming partner in your mid to late 20s. And that seemed scary to me at the time. So having Martin there to guide me through that process was just, it was invaluable to me absolutely yeah. invaluable so, yeah went for a very similar very 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 similar career path to myself 
it all seems a bit like fate like doesn't it it all seems it's a little bit like that with Phoebe and I you know we met randomly at an event one time and that was in 2019 and you know we've we've been friends and worked together ever since so I feel like you and Martin are you know it's quite a quite a similar thing um so do you see each other a lot outside of work are you close how's that relationship we see each other. We're always at the office. I must admit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we. I must admit. Martin has two young children, um, so he spends a lot of time with his family outside yeah. of work. Um, we do do a lot of things with our work team um, outside oh, yeah. of work. So whether that be days out events. Um, we went to Leeds recently. We've been to Flight Club in Manchester, and they are quite. A regular occurrence and we get on great um i'd say we're, we're like a, a little family here at right yeah. i know it sounds very cliche but you you will get that atmosphere as soon as you walk in the door everybody is willing to help each other out because they've got such a close bond with each other yeah. so uh, we see each other as much as we can but yeah. i must admit he's probably sick of the sight of me so, <laughs> so much time with me i know well we were we were talking in our office yesterday actually um we spend so much time together as, as a little like little team as a little club we were saying yesterday god we never go out for tea as like a, we never go out for tea in the evening but then we realized well we spend all day together we we chat all day long and we have lunch together every day so we kind of realized that so I, I kind of see where you're coming from sometimes when you do work extremely closely and um, maybe as business partners sometimes it's a bit overkill in the nicest way possible um I'd love to spend time with the rest of them outside of work and we do from time to time um and I'm sure you're the same with Martin but it's like well we've just spent 40 odd hours together this week Definitely. Um, um what are you what are you two like when it comes to your management styles and business styles are you similar different I think um because Martin was my mentor at Ryan's for five years Christ, oh, yeah. we're, we're extremely similar yeah. okay martin martin was a real um driving force to me personally developing myself as well so i'm quite into personal development reading books and going to different courses etc to develop different parts of my personality and because of that we're very very similar very okay, almost yeah. very similar yeah. now i think that has its benefits and it's probably pros and cons to that um the, the pros really are that we have a defined vision, we have defined goals, and it gives our team around us a greater degree of clarity, okay? So we just do things one way, the Ryan's way, as we've yeah, branded yeah. it. We'll come on to a little mm -hmm. later on. <laughs> yeah. So that's good that you're kind of on a similar page, and obviously that means all kind of like your staff kind of know what's, what's like expected of them and what work's going to feel like every day. They're going to know what, what they're coming into, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, so I've kind of mentioned already that you're very entrepreneurial. Um, you don't, you're not, you know, this isn't your only business venture, is it, Ryan? You've got, uh, alongside Martin, the two of you, you've got a few other kind of ventures outside of Ryan's. We have indeed. Um, we're, in, we're in such a fortunate position as um, for, uh, as advisors and accountants that not only do we get to see and experience a lot of different industries. Sometimes mm -hmm. clients ask us to work with them or work alongside them. And then there's also some complementary industries like financial services to our industry, yeah. which we which we have become involved in over the over the last few years. 
Um, so we've got financial services. We've got a foray, a foray into hospitality, which has yeah. been about to fire through COVID, and um, a couple of property ventures as well, side to Ryan. So um, we've got a few things together now. We're, we're slowly building up a, a bit of a portfolio. I yeah. quite enjoy that. It gives us some variety. Yeah, and that hospitality one then, God, yeah, there's loads of variety there, isn't there? That hospitality business that you've got that that stake in, um, that's is it a food hall in Liverpool where you rent out the stalls and it's like cheese and wine, sushi, and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely, it's um, it's an eleven and a half thousand square foot venue. It's an absolute beast of a of an operation. Um, it's been such an eye opener. It's allowed me to have a lot more empathy with clients in that industry. It's, it's a yeah. real, real tough industry, especially through COVID, as you've mentioned. But yeah, it's a um, completely different industry, completely different management styles, completely yeah. different staff. Um, I've only ever been in one industry my whole career, apart from getting involved in these ventures recently. Um, so it's been it's been a bit of an eye opener. And I must admit, I've enjoyed it. I really have yeah. enjoyed getting to know how different industries work. It actually then helps me advise clients in those industries much, yeah. much better. I'm feeling and touching it all firsthand um, and getting used to how those industries operate in the background. Yeah. So that's why you do extra then, is it? To A, widen your knowledge and B, just have something else to like, do, like else something else a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel I think the, the, the problem is with me and Martin, we, because we do have similar personalities, we're always looking for the next thing. Oh. And there's con that's why we, we are constantly on a bit of a growth uh, journey at Ryan's. And we're always looking for different opportunities and different experiences, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily about, about trying to build an empire. It's just yeah. about widening our horizons. Yeah. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> how, many, how many hours <laughs> sleep do you get at night? I must admit it's a bit of a it's a bit of a talking point this around the office. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I do. I, I've all I do struggle with sleep sometimes, oh. but I'd say maybe six or seven hours. I try and get as a minimum every night, which isn't bad. Which well, you're getting bad. more. You're getting more than me at the minute being pregnant. <laughs> I don't know how many hours I'm getting. I my can only imagine. My sleep's extremely broken from about one a.m. It's just like it's like I have five or six naps. I don't I don't have a sleep it's just like naps throughout the night um do you do you struggle then at all like with your personal life mental health is does any of that come into it or how's things like that for you I think I must say it would be I think anybody would be naive to say they have not at some point um throughout their careers throughout their um, business lives experienced anxiety experienced a bit of depression experienced low moods because we all go through that um some people will will put on this um smiley happy face and and shield themselves from it i think because i was i'd become quite interested in actually human psychology a little while ago um understanding how the mind works it actually helps you develop relationships much better once you have got it i have really honestly a surface knowledge of psychology just enough to to understand how to develop myself and understand me first of all, and then how to help others and how to develop relationships with others. Um, so I've been quite fortunate that I got experience of that early doors and it's actually helped to safeguard my own um, anxiety, my own um, mental problems. Um, and I really encourage our staff to do that as well. So the team around me, I'm, I'm always encouraging them to develop that element of the personality. It's such a huge yeah. subject these days. 
Um, we don't want people to get that burnout. Um, and I, I would, I must admit, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't grow up in the social media era because there's Same. so much. Pressure. There's so much pressure yeah. on young people these days. It's incredible. And it's yeah. false pressure as well, which is yeah. quite frustrating. Do you know what you should do at Ryan's? We've got one in our office because, as you know, because you've invited me to one of your events at the end of January, as you know, we're all quite into self-development, psychology, things like that here at Drop Recruit. We're always reading things, listening to different things. Like we're all quite passionate about it. We've got a bookshelf in our office and we've all brought like the books. Instead of them gathering dust at home, we've brought them all into the office and we do a bit of a book swap and anyone can take any of these books home. So if you've got a load at home or you know there's other people in the business, bring them all into the office and get your staff to take them home. Give it. Absolutely. Fantastic idea. And I'm currently where I'm sat right now. I'm looking at my bookshelf in the office. There you go. I actually only brought them in. It's almost like we've scripted this and we genuinely have. We haven't. (laughs) (laughs) I only brought them in at the start of this year because they were all at home and I had a couple in the office and I watched employees look at them every now and again and go, what's that? And pay some interest in them. So they are actually now all here. Um, So I'm trying to encourage something absolutely similar. Um, Once people get on that journey, I think it's almost, you get quite an appetite for it, don't you? I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you you start off with some one thing and then you just kind of build up on it. Are you gonna venture into any more? I mean, you don't have to say I don't know what's I don't know what plans are in the pipeline, but do you do you and Martin either together or on, or separately want to venture into any more separate businesses? Uh, I'm not sure is the honest answer. We would never yeah. say never to to any opportunities because you don't know what's going to arise in the future. Um yeah. Right now, our sole focus over the next couple of years is Ryan's because there are some there are some big big changes um, coming at Ryan's over the next few years, and we've got such an amazing opportunity to to grow this firm and transform it into something it's never been before, and we really want to capitalise on that. So, yeah. watch the space is all yeah. Yeah, we'll come back to that at the end, Ryan's, and like the, the big big plans for that. Um, so let's just skip back to like being a child, being a teenager, adolescent. Have you always been this business-minded person? Um, I think I know the answer to this. I think I know uh, what you were like <laughs> as a teenager. Um, have you always been this entrepreneurial mind? Um, I've always had a really keen interest in business. Okay, yeah. I've always had a, an interest in making money. So <laughs> from a very early age, um, I had paper owns. I sold crisp and sweets at school, yeah. um, despite yeah. the fact the teachers told me off constantly for doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was far from a model student in high school. I've got to admit that. Um, but absolutely, I've always um, had little small side ventures that have, have got me through and kind of got an understanding of it from an early age that um, business was a keen interest of mine. Definitely. Yeah. I knew I just knew you because. You know, I know other young lads from school who sold the crisps and the sweets at school. Um, and they're all business owners. They've all got their fingers in lots of different business venture pies. And I just knew that that would that would have been you in the nicest way possible. 
it must be a telltale sign. Maybe that's what I need to do for the recruitment drive is to approach schools and say, give me your best students who are selling crisp and sweets. <laughs> Absolutely. Because they'll, no, you should. They're the best. They'll be the best accountants. Honestly, <laughs> young lads, it's a really appealing sector for them. So what, um, what qualities do you think it takes to get to the top of a practice or top of a business or and not be an entrepreneur of some sort of business owner thing? What do you think it takes? I think it's probably, um, I'll, I'll speak about my own industry. Yeah. I'm comfortable about, but our industry has changed so much. And especially over the last five years, technology has come into our industry like a steam trade. Um, yeah. It's been around there thereabouts, but this cloud accounting, I hate the terminology cloud accounting, by the <laughs> way. Uh, you log in on the internet. It really isn't that complex. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, so we try it. We just dumb it down to, to our clients a little bit. But uh, it's come into our industry so quickly and it has changed it. For, in my personal opinion, for the better. Um, mm. I recall when I was doing my apprenticeship, I would sift through boxes of receipts and manually and put them onto software. This yeah. piece of software that can do that for you now. Um, so our trainees coming through now are completely exposed to different situations than I was. So I would say with that in mind, what's actually happened is the amount of time it takes us to do compliance work now, i.e. do a set of accounts, do a VAT return, do some bookkeeping work, has shrunk because we yeah. use the software really yeah. well to do so. So I think what it really takes these days to be to get to the top and be client facing is it takes uh, an ability to recognize which parts of your personality are strong and weak, and which parts of your personality and skill set you need to develop. So I think soft skills have become such a pertinent um, part of what we do as accountants or advisors, I would now call us. Yeah, not um, just number crunching. That's gone. Absolutely. It's, well, it's not gone, but it's reduced, hasn't it, as part of it's your Absolutely own. reduced. Software has taken a large part of that job away. So a job that might have taken three days previously might take a day now. Um, now, what is really important in our industry and what clients are definitely pushing for more than ever is the advisory side of business. Yeah. So I, what, what else can we provide to them? And it really is a skill to get over in what's, let's, gonna, let's be honest here, it's quite a dry and boring subject yeah. at times, accountancy <laughs> and tax, um, to get that over to a client and easy to understand managers, that in itself is, is a skill. Mm. Um, so, and not only that, I think you've got to have then the ability to manage people um, to get towards the top. So if you want to manage an organization, um, it's understanding how those people um, react, how those people think, what makes their, their minds tick yeah. and getting them all to work together and, and gel together. Yeah. Um, that is mainly one of the reasons we actually recruit on personality these days rather than skill set. Um, we all almost feel we can train people to do something, but it's very difficult to change someone's ingrained personality. Yeah. Um, plus, we don't want them to upset the rest of the team. And they come yeah. in. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, making sure you're developing yourself as well, um, seeking a really good mentor. Obviously, you know, you Martin, he was a really key part, key part for you as well. And I suppose something else you've said before is being quite consistent in your efforts. Is that really important as well, consistency? I think consistency is the overarching concept yeah. of anywhere in life, be it like your personal goals, your, your business yeah. goals. Um, what you'll find with, with the majority of people, and I've just been reading a book recently, 
for I think the third time called Atomic Habits. Oh, um, I've heard of that. Not read it. Like, yeah. 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 Fantastic book, and the Audible's quite good as well if you're not if you're an Audible listener. Oh. Um, uh, this it really speaks about the ways that you can ingrain solid habits into your lifestyle right. and also your business efforts as well. Um, uh, such a difficult thing to do, and we all like to think we're consistent. And then when we really take stock, I think very few of us are, including myself in, in many areas. Yeah. You see yourself slipping, be it a diet, be it a personal goal, be it mm. a training goal or a business goal, we slip. Um, it's about getting back onto that consistent pathway and having kind of like a goal in, in mind. And absolutely, I'd, I'd advise anybody who wants to get to the top in any industry to seek out who they deem to be an industry leader and ask them to be the mentor. If somebody asked me to be the mentor now, I would be absolutely flattered. I don't think I'm an industry leader, by the way, but I would absolutely love it. So when people are approaching these mentors, quite often the feedback I have is, I think they'll tell me to, to not disturb them. I think quite the opposite. I think somebody who is quite passionate about their industry would love to be a mentor mm -hmm. in the industry. That's really good. So if anyone's listening that is maybe in their early 20s and wants a mentor like Dale, hit him up on link, <laughs> hit him up on LinkedIn. Have I just elected myself? No, yeah. I've definitely got something here over there. <laughs> oh, but can you imagine though, if you know someone does contact you, even if it's just one person, and then you know, when you're in your early 40s and they're in their early 30s and they're smashing something else in Lancashire or Greater Manchester, you'd be so, you'd be dead chuffed. I would, <laughs> if it was me. It's certainly one of the, the things that I've, I've found great satisfaction in over the last few years yeah. is developing people and seeing people develop and come out yeah. of their shells. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing because um, you know you're having a lasting impact on their lives as well. Yeah. So... What are you motivated by then, Dale? What are you? What drives you? So, what gets you up in the morning? What really like excites you? Because um, it can't be doing a tax return, you know. What What is it? <laughs> it's definitely not the compliance side of business. <laughs> I am um, uh, the compliance side is very important in what we do, and it's got to be right. It's got to be accurate. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, that's not what excites me. I think what really excites me is the advisory side. So, just mm. making a difference adding value to my clients' businesses. And like I've just mentioned before, also helping my staff and team to develop as well is quite satisfying. Yeah. So we add value in a lot of ways to our clients' businesses, be it retaining staff and using using certain share schemes to, to help with that, or bonus schemes, safeguarding their assets um, and the futures, or even operating in a tax-efficient manner. There's lots of things we, yeah. we add value um, we get involved in even the sales and the front end and software implementation with our clients. That's what I really enjoy. I really enjoy developing a deep relationship with a client and seeing them succeed um, gives me yeah. the, the boost to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And I feel like you're very thorough, you know, even just doing this podcast with me, you put your heart and soul into it. You're very, very thorough. I feel like I could fully trust you. You know, if I was you know, if I was own, owning a business, yeah, I feel like I could, and you can, it, it comes, it absolutely comes across, so I can tell that's what really motivates you, um, kind of adding value to them, to them clients, so let's talk about what you're passionate about then, so advisory work, you know, not just doing the compliance, helping grow someone's business, being their right-hand man, that's a real passion for you, isn't it? Definitely, it's the way our industry's moving, um, I think, Gone are the days where accountants will be seen as bean counters. Um, yeah. I think 
people's perceptions of accountants are changing, hopefully for the better. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a personal vendetta of mine, actually, <laughs> over my career to dispel the typical, still stereotypical view of an accountant. Yeah. Um, the advisory bit is the bit that I definitely enjoy. I think it's the bit that clients put the most value into so they can see mm. the difference in the business. Um, but not only developing my clients and helping me myself to develop my advisory skills, I love helping our team. Um, so yeah. we, we've, actually, we've actually developed a bit of a Ryan's Academy internally. It's really bad for recruitment agents because we take people out of college <laughs> and train them up. No, it's <laughs> so good for you, though. Yeah, you'll hate that, Sophia. Yeah. Uh, but we've developed a bit of a, a Ryan's Academy, and that's been something that's been um, really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm quite passionate about that myself, to be honest. And again, it's not good for our business, but I'm really passionate about firms need to be taking fresh green people on and bringing them up. And what would the business look like in two years, three years, five years, 10 years? Um, we speak about it all the time. If we could help these practices recruit absolute green people, we, we would. But I know, you know, people... People don't want our help with that. They don't want to pay a fee for that, and that's fine. But we we talk about it all the time in the office. Practices need to be bringing people up from the bottom um, and mentoring them and, and, keep, and doing things to keep them. So, like, having good systems, having good softwares, do some hybrid working, have some exciting clients, get them involved in lots of different things. Otherwise, they'll just leave. Um, or you won't attract. You won't, if they'll leave or you won't attract people. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually fully agree with you, Ryan's Academy. It's not good for recruitment agencies, but I, I agree with you 100%. I think, I think part of the academy in what you've just described there, Sophia, just going back a step is, yeah. is the early exposure. So yeah. what I've learned coming through my career, so I've always tried to learn from my own experiences and then try and protect my employees that are coming through from experiencing uh, maybe some of the bad, the worst sides that I've I've seen in accountancy. Mm. You you were left to, um, I think what I was certainly experiencing is I was left to just plod along doing very boring work for a number of years. Yeah. But because software's taken away that very boring work, um, what we're trying to do is push our guys on, give them the confidence, and give them early exposure to different situations. So we've got guys who are coming through the academy who are sitting in on client meetings constantly. Um, yeah. They've got. They've got day-to-day -day client contacts. I didn't have any of that at their age. Um, so their trajectory and their, their progression is amazing to see. Um, mm. But we need that exposure. Yeah. And, every, and, you know, clients in the area, they're going to think, they're not going to just think, oh, I'm going to go to Ryan's because I like Dale or I like, or I like Martin. They're, they're great. They're not going to go. They're going to go because that, that business, that whole team of 20 people, I like them all. Anyone I speak to, anyone I liaise with, anyone I email, um, I like them all. So that's that's good as well. It's not just you and Martin or your managers or whoever that that they like. It's it's the entire the entire workforce. What about so technology? Then obviously it's transformed a lot over the last five years. Um, you're a lover of the tech and the software. Or have you come to love it more now? What what's the situation on that? I I've always been a bit of a tech nerd. I've always been yeah. an early adopter of technology when a new mobile phone comes out and you, I've got to have it. Um, yeah. That's always been me. Um, I think I've utilised that keen interest in myself to actually help clients. So I am always looking in clients' businesses to see, is there a piece of software that can do a, a role quicker? Is there a piece of software yeah. that can aid um, 
getting more clients in for their business, i.e. making sure the pipeline doesn't dry up, et cetera, so sales piece of software. Mm-hmm. Um, so we consistently assist clients with lots of different softwares, so even things like automating timesheets. So if there's a piece of software that we're, we're pushing with clients at the moment, which has facial recognition. So for example, if a client isn't always there and they've got staff on um, hourly pay, what you'll find is um, there used to be fraud within businesses. So people will clock each other in and, and, oh and absolutely this can happen <laughs> and to, protect, to protect against that and then also streamline it. There's an iPad now at the door, effectively. Okay. And the staff member walks up to it, it scans the face and that's their timesheet clocked in. That then feeds through directly into a piece of timesheet software and calculates the wages for them. Oh, that's um, good. I was just thinking then, like my, the 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 wheels in my in my head were turning. I was thinking, what's this got to do with an accountant? Right, it's for the pay. It's for the payroll, basically. That's how it. I mean, I suppose what the, the great thing is about what we do at Ryan's is we understand different elements of software. Mm. And it's not just accountancy software we look yeah. at. We look at anything, anything yeah. where we have an experience of it. Um, we will help a client to implement it. Uh, yeah. in so like stock as well, would you help with things? Would you look at Absolutely. things like that, like software? Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. And then are you quite passionate about, because I know I, I've picked up on this already, personally myself, the branding and the marketing of Ryan's, is that quite, are you, are you quite passionate about that? Is that quite important to you? I think Ryan's is a firm has always been based on retention okay so retaining clients we've been around since 1890 so 130 yeah. years of an existence um it's always been based on doing a really good job for the clients and making sure no clients leaves and it's always really succeeded on getting client recommendations yeah so we wanted to add to that so when yeah. covid hit last year we decided we had a little look around at what we we're doing the marketing used to be me and Martin going out to networking events. That was the marketing, yeah. Noticing about Ryan's. Um, we couldn't do that because obviously the government wouldn't allow us and the whole world was in a lockdown. So we decided to rejig our marketing strategy somewhat. And the team we've worked at, our marketing team have done a fantastic job, I must admit. It yeah. really reflects who we are as a firm now. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very clear, it's very simple. Um, and one of the things that we've done very well um, with that is we've actually developed something with our marketing guys called the Ryan's way. Um, so this is a bit of a, it's actually a document. Um, okay. It's essentially an overarching document about our visions, our goals, and it's used as a guide to our founding principles for the rest of our team. So when a new starter comes in, we give them the Ryan's way document oh, no. and and they, they've got to keep that with them. And what it actually does is it means this consistency completely then across mm-hmm. our organisation. Um, so if you, Sophia, were a client of ours, whether you speak to me, whether you speak to our tax department, our payroll department, or someone on the reception, you will get the same yeah. um, feeling from all of us, the same level of treatment, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been invaluable, I must admit, our marketing guys, um, at transforming the outside perception. Yeah, ways. yeah. See, because you would, I would think, you know, I mean, this is a bit assumptive of me, but a hundred year old firm, you know, you would think in your head, they're old school. <laughs> That's what you would just think. Um, but I feel like what you guys have tried to do over the last two years you've almost put yourself on the map a little bit. And I do know there's kind of other firms in um, Lancashire and Greater Manchester that 
quite similar, you know, or have, have gone on a similar path where they were nobody, really, not that no one knew about them because they were known in their their clients and their circles but now there's a lot more presence online LinkedIn marketing um and I feel like that's 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 how I see you guys like mm -hmm. so, so that's, good. that's definitely how we want to be seen yeah and uh, genuinely you, you won't offend us by saying nobody would have heard of Ryan's a few years ago <laughs> You're quite aware of that. If you weren't a client of Ryan's, you probably wouldn't have heard of Ryan's. Is the honest answer. Yeah. Um, so we understood. I think. I think I've always had quite a keen eye on on perception because I think it's a huge thing in business. Um, and I thought it was an unfair reflection at one point, um, our website and our external branding on what we were actually doing. So when yeah. I joined Ryan's, I, I actually said to um, the team you are doing such an amazing job, but you're not doing a very good job at shouting about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, accountants are generally quite reserved yeah. people. So we've, uh, you'll find that marketing efforts might be quite um, uh, quite condensed and quite skewed yeah. um, somewhat. Um, I, I just wanted to get that. Shout um, about it. Yeah, I wanted to get that message out there that actually this is an amazing Yeah, so, And I think, you know, your age plays a big part in this you know you're a similar age to myself so we're not quite in the social you know when we were at high school there wasn't really social media not really so we're, no. we're a little bit older than that but we're still young enough where we've you know you've probably got Instagram and Facebook and things like that I mean I don't, I don't know if you do but you probably do but you know you, you're in that kind of middle bracket you know early 30s so I think your age probably has a really big part to play the fact that you're in that generation um right. you've been able to bring it into the business which some other firms might not might not, you know if they're if the partners are in their 50s that's what their kids are doing <laughs> um <laughs> i get that completely and one of the things that we do do because even as as i continue to to age as we all do unfortunately <laughs> uh we consult with our younger members of staff and the ryan's academy oh guys. yeah ask them what they think their thoughts are and get them involved in the marketing efforts. Um, if we, uh, we've got, you've got to remember, we've got such an entrepreneurial spirit in Britain that some, yeah. some people who are starting companies are now in their early twenties, the mid twenties. Yeah. I might be able to touch with them now, Sophia. I could be, I could be real <laughs> oh. these days. <laughs> no, but if there is a new young business in the area and they're looking at you and maybe they're looking at somebody else that, they're gonna they're gonna do the research they'll be and they'll be doing it at the click of a finger on their iphone they don't even need to do it on the laptop they can be looking at you on linkedin and on your website and on your reviews in like a split split second can't they so it's it's really important so before i let you go then let's just talk about where do we go from here so what what first of all let's talk about you personally what where are you going from here what are the plans for you as, as dale I think I think for me as Dale, um, I love Ryan's, and people yeah. get that very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, it's become, a, albeit I am a successor to somebody else and somebody else before that. It's a very old firm. I see it as my own, and yeah. um, I'm very passionate about about Ryan's. So for me, my role won't change necessarily. We are we're going for a bit of a change at Ryan's in terms of um, the structure. So because it was always a relatively small firm, as we continue to grow, we've now got middle management. We've got other people managing portfolios, and what I'm finding is more of my time is spent internally helping those out. Okay, so I've got enough clients to satisfy my own portfolio. So for me personally, it will definitely be continuing to develop my own 
personal habits and, and, and personal um, strengths um, and passing that on to the portfolio managers. Yeah, um, obviously just keeping that quality of service high to ensure that your clients are getting it from, from those staff, whether they be long-standing staff or newbies. Definitely, definitely. And, and just keeping an open mind. I've, I've always been quite open in my approach to everything in life um so who knows where life will take Sophia yeah. but it will definitely not take me away from Ryan's for the next few years I would oh say. that's good so what plans have we got for Ryan's then new premises are you thinking tell us a bit about what what plans you've got for the business you and Martin <clears throat> so Ryan's um as part of our marketing efforts and part of the marketing efforts are one thing so bringing a client into the business is one thing um keeping the client there is another so there's yeah. two, two things we've got to look at yeah. um so our team are doing an amazing job at retaining the clients that we've got and our marketing officer doing an amazing job at bringing in the new clients so we've actually experienced double digit growth consistently for five years now um and our, our aim though has not changed at all we want to continue to do mm. that continue to do it sustainably ensuring it's done in the ryan's way as we yeah. call it <laughs> ensuring standards remain high and just ensuring that we don't lower the quality of our advice oh it's a tricky path to maneuver i see clients because we're in this fortunate position as accountants i see clients going through a quicker growth spurt and they experience pain the, the quality of the the service may drop they may struggle to recruit they may make poor recruitment decisions because they're forced into it and they need people quickly yeah. um, so as a result of our success, it's causing stresses in different areas of our business. So we've outgrown our, our office um, down here in Bolton. Uh, we need to move potentially, or we yeah. might extend. We're just yeah. bringing up our options in that area. But what we want to do is completely reimagine the office, okay? Yeah. So it's, very, it's an old building. It's very traditional at the moment. Um, mm. One of the things that I will actually do when we move in, I have my own office here. That won't happen. I'll I'll go out there in the general um, cool. field in the accountancy room. Um, and I want to be in there with the staff and feel like part of the team. Mm -hmm. uh, part of that is, is to kind of lower the barriers to me as the partner and help mm -hmm. the people that were training um, to have ready access to me. Um, and I just see myself as another member of the team here at Ryan's. It really is that simple. So it'll be reimagining him, um, the office, when we do eventually move or extend creating big rec rooms, Google-esque, I would say, beanbags and all, we're really going for it. Yeah, so you bring in that real Manchester feel into, you know, city centre, should I say, not Manchester, but that you're trying to bring that real city centre feel into, into to Bolton, really. Um, yeah, no one likes travelling into Manchester, you see, it's quite hard yeah. to get So we want to give people the opportunity to um, earn a competitive salary in, mm. in comparison to city centre workers, but also have a similar sort of working environment. Um, I want to make it really attractive for younger members of staff looking in would say, actually, I'd really like to go and work at this. Yeah. So um, it's a big part of our plans over the next few years. And just to continue our growth is the honest answer. Um, yeah. What I'm really passionate about now is to ensure that we get enough people coming through who can actively manage portfolios to satisfy these new clients that are coming in. Yeah. Um, so what's your take on like hybrid working and agile working? Is that going to be something you want to look at moving forward? Have you been looking at that over the last couple of years? Absolutely. I think, I think everybody's been forced to look at it <laughs> yeah. in some way or another. Um, 
so agile working we are already implementing um, we've got an office environment that has been changing over the last couple mm-hmm. of years um, we'd already honestly started looking at that and I'm felt so fortunate we had because when covid hit we actually had the system set up already so oh, right. that's good work from home um so that's incorporated um the unfortunate thing for us is our staff <laughs> come into the office yeah so we need more space it's great because it's created an amazing culture and there's an amazing bunch of individuals here um but it causes us some pressure to get a bigger office space um so it will be more of an open thing of okay, yeah, we're expecting you to be another minimum X days uh, mm-hmm. uh, a week. Apart from that, come and go as you please. Um, so a bit more of a relaxed attitude towards it. We, yeah. we trust our staff is the honest answer. And we can see that they're doing a great job. And provide, I personally feel, when you give someone that trust and ownership in something, they tend to develop quicker and they feel like the shackles are taken off them. So it's, it's up to them is the honest mm-hmm. answer as and when they'll come into the office. Uh, and we've got some staff that travel maybe 45 minutes to get here. So I, okay. I can imagine that a day a week at home will be quite <laughs> quite welcome. Yeah. Oh, well, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, so yeah. if anyone, there's a few recommendations there. Atomic Habits, that was a good book. Um, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be checking that out myself. Um, and if anyone wants a mentor... <laughs> Message day. <laughs> connect with Dale, Dale Pollock. Dale has similarly elected himself as though the mentor in the Northwest. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you so much, Dale. Thanks for joining no me. Problem. Thank you for having me on, Sophia. It's been a pleasure as always, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Yeah, Speak you. soon. Bye bye.